this is the Pie Boy Podcast. Hey, hello, welcome back. And it's Sparky of the Pie Boy Podcast. I'm glad to be here to tell you some stories. So, big deep breath, first of all. We made it through Thanksgiving. Ah, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving week and the time leading up to it and getting through it is a lot. It always has been a lot for me and my sister and other people in our family. But I just think about me. But I know that I'm not alone. A lot of people have a hard time with the holidays. Family. And I don't know. I just started thinking about it this week and trying to really pinpoint those things and what helps me get through them. And maybe it helps you get through them too. Yeah, it's weird. So exactly 10 years ago, the day before Thanksgiving, I had a major surgery on my shoulder uh, to repair my rotator cuff. It was basically hanging by a thread. My bicep was hanging by a thread. And both my labrum's gone. Basically, total reconstructive surgery the day before Thanksgiving. Let me tell you, that was a weird Thanksgiving, being all drugged up and beat up like hamburger meat after surgery. And also being there with my mom and my dad's family. Most of them didn't expect my mom to be there because they've been separated for so long. But... It's part of the anxiety of Thanksgiving for me, thinking about those traumatic times, thinking about always having to choose between what side of the family you're going to go to, and trying to do every other year, but it doesn't always it didn't always work out that way. And then people guilt tripping you and making you feel sad, or not guilt tripping you, but you still feel sad for the family that you didn't see or. Or feel sad for the family you are that I was seeing and the weird things that would happen, the awkward moments, the drinking and meanness that would happen from some people. But anyway, I started thinking about the good things. Let's get back to the positive, which is family traditions. And I was listening to Hank Williams Jr. this week quite a bit. This one song called Family Tradition. It always makes me think of my family, the Swains and the Crafts, but mostly the Swains um, because they're a little bit more rowdy, a little bit more hillbilly, a little bit more out there. And some of our favorite holiday traditions, especially in Thanksgiving when we all get together, was football and humor and talking about old stories, family stories. Sometimes we'd I would learn new things about my family members and situations before I was born. And I always enjoyed that on both sides of the family. Um, this kind of oral tradition and origins being told um, about myself, but also important figures in my life. I always love that. But back to the humor part. Reminiscing about old holiday stories and old goofs and pranks and accidents and dumb things that would happen on Thanksgiving and 
thinking about those things always help me get through, especially now, uh, especially in the year of COVID, in the year of basically no Thanksgiving or nor, no traditional, we're talking about tradition, uh, Thanksgivings. And let me tell you, it was very weird not to be with my family at all, but it was also kind of a positive to not have to stress about getting somewhere on time and who we were going to see and where we we're going to stay and all that and try to mix that with trying to figure out COVID stuff. No thanks. My wife, my baby, and I all sat there together. We cooked food all day. We watched Christmas things with the baby. We played with her. We went for a walk. It was lonely, but it was also very pleasant at the same time. It was great. But the humor in telling my wife these old stories of Thanksgiving's past was what helped me get through the traumatic things that still linger in my psyche and in my heart and in my gut. So a couple stories. I'm not going to tell the whole story, but just highlight them made me think about them this week was uh, number one the year that my aunt bubbles gave my little brother a monster wedgie so bad that it ripped his underwear and how we all got in trouble for laughing and not being serious about it and how we almost ruined thanksgiving because we were picking on my little brother for being a naughty little kid, which he was when he was little, but he's grown up to be a great kid now. But anyway, that wedgie was epic. Thank you for that story. <laughs> the other story that's funny that I thought about this week was how Uncle Chad brought one of his hoochie girlfriends, his stripper girlfriends, over for Thanksgiving at my aunt's house uh, one year. And they're both super stoned uh, on the pots, as my Uncle Scooter would say. And oh, this person trying to mingle with my family, who was pretty straight, straight edge at the time. There was no drinking at this Thanksgiving. There was no drug use, no lubricants being used to get through the social situations. And in walks a dancer who was just whacked out and drove a 442 uh, muscle car, classic, look it up. I think it's an Oldsmobile. Um, but she came in and at one point was hitting on my grandpa so much that he turned bright red and it knocked him out of his I'm going to be the grumpy Grinch dad grandpa for uncle scooter being late to the embarrassed little high school boy with the girl hitting on him the hoochie girl hitting on him never forget that and all the shocked faces and demeanors in the house with this woman blowing up our thanksgiving and one it was so bad i had to leave the room because I was laughing and so hard and so blown away by what was happening with my family. Yeah, so those are two of my favorites. And I'll tell those 
full stories another time. But the story I want to tell you in full is called The Pie. So one Thanksgiving when I came home from college, um, I had been hanging out with my buddy Lumpy, the legend, for a while. Catching up, telling him about college, drinking beers, you know, the kind of thing you do when you come home from Thanksgiving and college, reminiscing. And then these moments of hanging out, we notice there's this old truck out by the Christmas tree fields around my house where people are working, working their butts off to get Christmas trees ready to rock and roll all across America, actually. And there's this truck just sitting there like a 50s Dodge pickup, a rust bucket, beat to crap, seen life. Definitely looked broken down, smashed windows, rust everywhere. I don't know if I called it a rust bucket already. Probably did. But it was terrible and we kept noticing it. And on the day of Thanksgiving, um, we were about to go play a turkey bowl game, which is another tradition going back to the football and sports on Thanksgiving. There was a time where I was playing touch or tackle or flag football on Thanksgiving. And this morning, Lumpy and I decided to head out and play another one of those games. And we took my little brother along. And right before we left, my dad mentioned that we should take some of these pies that we had gotten for Thanksgiving, which we had way too many. I think we had about 20 pies. Marionberry, apple, chocolate cream. Banana cream. I can't remember. Lemon meringue, maybe. I can't remember all the different kinds. But we had a surplus because the night before, when my family had their Friendsgiving slash family pre-funk to Thanksgiving, they got the bright idea of getting all these pies because they thought so many people were coming from multiple families and dessert was going to be the big hit at the end so we had to load up well anyway we only really needed two pies probably pumpkin pie and marionberry and so we took the rest and my dad said oh you can either throw them away or you can share them with your buddies at the turkey bowl that that's your prize like happy thanksgiving from the swains and we thought that was a great idea cool so we loaded them up and my friend in this time called us so we went and picked him up bob because we needed guys. And on the way to Bob's house, we passed the mercantile. And Lumpy said, I've got a great idea. Let's toss these goddamn pies we don't need into the dumpster. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, on the way back, we'll stop, throw them out, and get out of here, go play our game. So we pick up Bob, and on the way back, we swoop in. And nonchalantly, because people knew us there, and we knew we couldn't act like criminals out of the gate and just bum-rush this dumpster, we pulled up, bought a little something, like a drink, or whatever, to act casual, and as we are being casual on the way out, we went and got the pies and threw them all out, except for one. And Lumpy sat there with this gleam in his eye, this evil look in his eye. And he stopped, and he had the last pie, and he was going to throw it in, but he kept looking at it. 
and this made me nervous. And when you get this look in his eye, it always made me nervous, and I knew something weird was going to happen. And he said, I've got a great idea. I'm keeping this one pie. And I was like, what? Why? Why are you doing that? And he said, you'll see. So we get in the car, and as we start to drive towards Heckard Field in Malala, he hatched his plan. He said, you're going to drive slow by that old rust bucket truck we've been seeing, right? You're going to drive slow, and I'm going to hang out the window, and I'm going to throw the pie at it. Great idea. This is the kind of ideas Lumpy came up with my whole life living next door to him. Pranks on pranks on pranks. Harmless pranks, usually. But nonetheless, pranks and mischief. So, we're almost to the truck. Lumpy tells me to slow down. He's starting to get a little scared. And Lumpy is kind of a tough guy. But in certain moments, when things got serious and the brass tacks were upon us, he'd get a little scared and get a little short-fused in weird acting. So I started to slow down because he said I was going way too fast. He said, you got to go 25. I was going like 30. No, slower, 20. So he starts to hang out the window with this pie. And he rears up and he says, when I say go, gas it and let's get out of here. So all in slow motion, I see it in my head. He's hanging out the window. I slow down. And Lumpy tosses this thing as hard as he can. And he hits it smack dab in the middle of the windshield. And the pie goes everywhere. Chunks everywhere. Perfect shot. Boom! And we just bust up laughing and... As we're laughing, he says, floor it, which is his famous line for gassing it. So I floor it, and we cackle our little asses all the way down Meadowbrook Hill. And then we get almost to Meadowbrook store, and Lumpy says, we have to stop. Sparky, please stop, 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 stop. And I'm no, all of us are like, no, Lump, we can't stop. We just threw a pie, man. So we pull in, because I'm a softy, I pull in, He, I said, Lumpy, don't take a long time, let's go. He's like, well, I need my corn dogs, man. I need breakfast, I'm hungover. We drunk, drank beer all night, and now we're going to play a game? And I said, whatever, Lump, go in, dude, go in. So he goes in, and Bob, Jocko and myself are sitting in there talking about what happened. Talking about how the pie chunks went everywhere and how crazy Lumpy is and how scared he got because he thought I was going too fast and him hanging out the window and just reminiscing about what was going on and laughing. All of a sudden, a truck pulls up right next to us and there's all this shit on it. And Jocko and Bob are talking and I'm kind of eyeballing it, but not really, not looking all the way. And I'm like, oh no, this guy hit a deer or something. There's blood and guts all over his car. And just as I turn to the guys to say, whoa, look at this car, man. It's screwed up. Looks like he hit an animal or something. In the middle of that sentence, I realize 
hits the truck with the pie. All of a sudden, I hear a car door slam, and a guy comes stomping out. And this dude looks haggard. He looks like an old Oki from Minoki or whatever that song is. Not a old geriatric grandpa, but an old haggard man, a working man with a graying beard, scuzzy looking face, dirty. Looked like he pulled, climbed right out of the ditch. And he's furious. He looks like he's going to murder somebody. And we lock eyes. And he comes right over to the car. And that's when the three of us starts getting nervous and say, oh shit, oh shit, where's Lump? Just as I think that, I make eye contact with Lumpy coming out of the store. And the man turns his gaze to Lumpy. I don't know if he knew he threw the pie, but it sure seemed like it. And he starts cussing Lumpy out. And Lumpy is not phased at all. This guy is right in his face, finger on his chest, screaming in Lumpy's face. And Lumpy is just smiling and smirking and holding his goddamn two corn dogs in his hand. The guy is still yelling at him. Lumpy turns his back on him. Gets in the car and said, we better go, fellas. Like, nothing serious is happening. I'm freaking out. I'm, like, scrambling for the keys. I'm in shock. My brother is saying, go, 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 go. Bob is silent. He's just getting as small as he can in the back of the car. All of a sudden, the man approaches the car and starts banging on my window. And banging on the back window where my brother is. And banging on my window. And he's like, I saw all of you. I saw you motherfuckers. And you too, little boy. And he points at my brother. And my brother, I'm pretty sure, crapped his pants. And the dude says some more things that I can't really make out. And he gets in his car. Slams the door and some pie falls off. And he gets out of there. We get out of there. And it's silent for about two minutes. And then, out of nowhere, Lumpy just starts laughing, doing his (laughs) can't-breathe laugh, which he was very famous for. And we're like, dude, I told you we shouldn't have stopped at Meadowbrook store. I told you, I told you. And he, case, case, calm down, calm down. It's going to be fine. It's just a pie. What's he going to do? Call the cops? What's he going to do? Find where we live? Yeah, right. He said, let's go play some ball. Boom. So we get to the field. We play our game. Get muddy as all hell. Come home. Dad asks us about what happened to the pies. Well, we tell him, wow, we threw them out. And he said, great. Glad we don't have to deal with that anymore. Thanks, fellas. Thanksgiving happens. And I go home a few days after that, back to California, back to College of the Siskiyous. And I get a phone call from Oregon in this time. And it's a police officer. It's a Multnomah County, or not, Clackamas County Sheriff. I don't remember his name at the time. And he said, I'd like to speak to you about an incident with a pie in a car by your house and I was blown away and guess what I did I ignored it 
I didn't call this dude back because it was just a pie. And the car was already trashed anyway. And it didn't break anything. It just made a big mess that you could easily hose off anyway. Some more time goes by. The cop goes to my house. I don't know how he figured... He mu- this guy, the Haggard guy, must have got my license plate. I don't know. But they go to my house and I'm not there. My house from growing up. And they ask my dad about it. And my dad didn't know the whole story at that point. and said, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. And the cop says, well, one thing I think is weird is the man said that there was a little boy in the car. Is there a little boy that lives here? And my dad said, oh, yeah, my younger son lives here. But my other son's in college. That's probably why he haven't, he haven't got a hold of him. He's not here. But you can talk to my son, Josie. So... Josie goes to the door. The cop asks him about what happened. And Joey said, I don't know anything about that. I don't know. And just plays dumb. And takes one for the team. My dad calls me and goes, Case, what happened with the pie? And that's when I knew I was in a little bit of trouble. He goes, your little brother just talked to a sheriff and lied to him and said that he didn't know anything about a pie in an old truck by our house. Is that true? And I said, dad, listen to this. So I told him the story and he's like, case, he might be in big trouble, man. And your brother too. And I'm going to have a little talk with your brother. I'm proud of him sticking up for you, but he lied to a cop. So you both are going to have to face the music at some point. Anyway, some more time goes by, about a month. I think everything's fine. Guy didn't call me back. He never went back to the house in that time. I come home for Christmas break. And a few days later, knock, knock, knock on the door. It's the sheriff. And I answer this time. And he goes, is Casey Swain here? Yep, that's me. He goes, hey, I need to talk to you about a little something he goes, number one, I called you over a month ago and you never called me back. I don't appreciate that. So he starts getting down to the brass tacks and gets real upset at me for not calling him back. And he goes, do you realize that this guy wants to press charges to the damages to his truck? He's like, I need you to tell me what happened. And I go, hey, and I get a little smart with him. I'm going to be honest with you. I get a little smart with him because I don't think this is a big deal. And I still really don't think it's a big deal. But I started to get smart with him and I tell him the story and I said, hey, this truck had been sitting there for whatever amount of time. It's a piece of trash. It's broken down. It's a rust bucket. I start saying all these things trying to justify why we threw the pie. And he's like, why did you do that? It's somebody's personal property. You could get a fine for criminal mischief or vandalism and starts naming all these things trying to scare me and I'm not budging no we were just trying to have fun and that guy just got his feelings hurt or something and that's when he went into this like prick mode and started belittling me and getting really mad and saying like he needed to know who else was involved because there was two other adults in the car because they're over 18 and I said I don't know. It was just my brother and I. He goes, oh, so your brother and I threw, your brother and yourself 
we're the only ones in the car, even though this guy said there's four. And so your brother threw the pie? And I was like, I guess so. And he's like, you guess so? Okay, well, I want to talk to your little brother now because he was lying to me. And I want him to teach him a lesson about that. So I have to go get my little brother. So my little brother's standing there. And this dude starts interrogating my brother, makes him cry, and scares the shit out of him while I'm standing there. And I'm doing everything I can not to get upset at this guy because it's a cop. And I'm not going to lie to y'all, I'm scared of cops. I don't trust cops. I have a lot of stories in my life about the cops was with my family. And sometimes they did things to provoke this, but they were not very kind to my family in many cases in Tillamook and in Portland and also not kind to some of my friends so I don't trust this guy anyway I still don't know how we got found out but we didn't end up getting in trouble after the cop came and scared us straight or whatever his goal was It kind of worked, but this other idiot that we threw the pie at didn't turn us in. He didn't press charges because there's no way he could. His truck was worthless. And yes, we are being stupid kids. I'll admit that. I'm sorry. And I hope it still doesn't hurt his feelings. But I does not condone the cop acting that way, acting unprofessional. Um, It doesn't mean that I hate cops but I don't trust them because of things like this and you know what he could have just given me a warning and said hey sir please don't do that again I probably would have reacted differently but because he was so aggressive in the beginning and trying to uphold the law at all costs no matter what the situation he lost my trust and he lost the trust of my brother and the rest of us. And my, I wish my dad would have said something to him. But he didn't. Because he knew what would happen too. Because it, the he didn't trust the cops either. But the pie. What a classic story. I miss those times. I miss Lumpy's crazy ideas like that. And how his humor was such a lifesaver to me. And to my family. And how he gave us another story for our tradition. A tradition of storytelling and humor on the holidays. Thank you, Lump. Thank you all of you for listening and riding this ride. Alright. Till next time. Happy hunting. <laughs>